Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Appreciate the love and support of all the uh, Zika-holics out there. I know I just used that in one of my last episodes to begin season four, and my uh, person I interviewed seemed to like it, so it's going to stick. I might even put it on a t-shirt. So um, it's a beautiful summer day, and as always, I have great guests. I have a great guest for you today, Mr. Lionel Baldwin of the Arthur Hill Lumberjacks, and alumni now because he just graduated lionel how you doing today pretty good doing pretty good oh man it's good to, good to hear your voice so lionel is very different than some of the other people i've interviewed i've probably in passing have met him i've watched him wrestle he's phenomenal phenomenal wrestler and um our connection through arthur hill when i was in college i wrestled with the uh, all america uh, i'm sorry all state wrestler at arthur hill kendrick marie Hmm. who uh, took sixth in the state our senior year at the weight class below me. And he was a tough, tough, tough wrestler. Great, great guy to roll around with in the room when we were both at MCC. And then you fast forward to me spending 10 years in the Saginaw Valley League as a coach, as both assistant and head coach at Western and kind of seeing the growth of that program over that time. And um, one of the reasons why I'm able to speak to Lionel is that there's a lot of uh, positive buzz saying you should interview this guy. This guy's got a great story that could inspire others. And I'm always into trying to find the uh, have people have the opportunity to tell their stories of how they got into wrestling because I, I love the sport so much of what's done for me. So um, with that being said, how did you get involved in this great sport of wrestling? So um, actually, believe it or not, um, as big as I am, I was a big time AAU basketball player for a really <laughs> long time. So I traveled across the country. I was playing basketball every single year up until about the eighth grade. And um, when that when I got into high school, my assistant principal, Mr. Irwin at the time, kind of like an uncle to me, he told me, hey, you should try out for the wrestling team because I was a big time football player. He's trial for the wrestling team. You know, it makes you a, a great athlete. Um, and. I went into the wrestling room. I just kind of went after football season. And I will say the wrestling team was really nice. One thing I really didn't like is it was very hot. I'll never forget how hot it was <laughs> in the room. It was so hot. And I couldn't breathe. I couldn't really do much. And I, I, we've never started off a practice with, with a warm-up like this. But we ran for about 10 minutes. It, it's pretty normal now. But you jog for about 10 minutes before a practice starts. And um, my mom actually came in to practice see what was going on. And she was like, it is hot. He can't breathe. Um, and it was I, that, that's one thing I'll never forget is how hot it truly was. And ever since then, um, a few bump, ups and downs in my freshman year, but the team has always embraced me, and I just came back every day, a little late sometimes, but I was there every day. And ever since then, I've just never stopped. <laughs> so the, talk about kind of your career. So your freshman year, first year learning how to, I don't know, how learning how to wrestle, how to be competitive. And you've seen in your, you know, playing basketball, playing football, all great sports, all push you to to be the best you can be. But wrestling's a different type of sport that really evolves a lot of different parts of your body that you probably didn't even know you had on you when you're uh, competing. Um, what was that growth maturation from freshman year to sophomore year? Right. So I would actually say um, you were definitely there to witness a key moment in my growth. So I started off not knowing absolutely anything. Um, a move that I learned, um, the only move I really knew my freshman year, and I still use it at the state tournament my senior year, was just a snap down go behind. And, th and that was it. And every time 
that's all Coach Angel will be able to say is, hey, snap, don't go behind, snap, don't go behind. And it worked on some kids and not so well on other kids. So I started off um, my first match. It was actually at basically Western High School. And um, I remember Melvin, he was another wrestler of mine. He was telling me about this kid, Ben Harris. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember seeing Ben Harris. Ben Harris is probably like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was absolutely like starstruck. And, I, and they were saying, oh, he's really good. He's really good. And, uh, you know, we're warming up. We're warming up. And he doesn't get up to, to warm up. So I, I asked Melvin, I'm like, hey, like, is, is Ben Harris going to wrestle? And I think he went and asked Jacob Coffey, another good friend. And then he was like, uh, hey, yeah, Ben Harris is hurt. So I'm thinking, okay, all right, so I, I just don't have to wrestle. And my coach is like, no, 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 there's another heavyweight. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Ben. So it's about the weight class before me. And I just, you know, I, I'm really thinking, like, what did I get myself into? Like, I'm seeing all these people get slammed and whatnot. And I'm just thinking, sitting down not even warming up because I'm so nervous. Hey, what did I get myself into? And a good friend of mine, I used to play, um, I used to play football with at the Y. I forget his name. I want to say it's like Linden or I don't know, um, or Wyndon maybe, but he was um, actually the backup heavyweight. And it was a very good moment that Ben Harris did not wrestle me that first match because winning that first match probably gave me the little bit of confidence that it took to know, okay, there are people you can beat. Now, after that match, I end up losing like 15 matches in a row. You're right. But I end up getting cradled <laughs> that same night. Um, but winning that match, I think I ended up maybe uh, snapping down and going behind and getting like a power half or something. But winning that match really gave me the confidence. And sophomore year with COVID, I was doing a lot of working out because my thought process was everybody's inside. So if I'm outside getting in work, I can surpass some of these people, which really definitely happened. And me going to Reno's that year and qualifying with a couple of my teammates. And the next year, you know, everything was going solid. 41 and seven record, qualified for states. And uh, a lot of offseason work after that. I was like, I got to win states. So I didn't get there, but I got pretty close in placing third, going 43 and three my senior year. And um, just the progress that I noticed, the harder – the sport becomes the harder you have to work because my coach would always tell me, we're not here to beat the bad kids. We're here to beat the good kids. So just putting in that extra work, you know, every year and getting to that new level is I think what definitely got me to where I am my senior year or was. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You mentioned Ben Harris. So the, the, the year before he was a state qualifier for me and was a district champ and a regional runner up and a league champion, county champion, and probably wow. one pretty good heavyweight, one of the best heavyweights I coach him and, and Cody Witzko, both state qualifiers and such. And yeah, yeah, he was very unique among heavyweights. You're not you don't see very many six four, six five heavyweights with this uh rock and roll hair, I call it. Oh, it was yeah. cool. He kind of reminded me of like Thor. It was it was scary. <laughs> and I always kind of joke with Ben all the time, like especially now that they've relaxed a lot of the hair rules. I don't know if you would have wore the hairnet that he had to wear every single match, but he had it every single time. Yeah, yeah, I remember for sure. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, and it's interesting you talk about the, kind of the progression. You went from not being very good your freshman year to make it to regionals as a sophomore, and then making it all the way to states as a junior from your junior to senior year what was the the toughest part of your preparation going trying to get there at least I mean your goal is always I think everybody's goal most people's goals are to be a state champion but what was it like you get so close to at least being on a podium and you get denied 
how did that factor into you making this incredible run your senior year? So the day after the state tournament, I, I, I actually haven't mentioned this to many people, but um, the day of the state tournament, the last day where I wasn't wrestling, I was sitting um, with my family and, you know, watching these guys like a good friend, Joshua Terrell wrestle and Levi Harbor wrestle in the finals that day. I actually started to tear up a little bit because I was like, I really want to wrestle it. And I remember they're saying, these are the best wrestlers in the state as they went on that second grand march. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. I ought to be here next year. Like, I have to be here, tearing up a little bit. So I get in the car, and uh, the heavyweight from Saginaw High, who actually won, I think he's the only person in Saginaw Public Schools to win a state championship, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know for sure. Definitely the yeah. only heavyweight. But uh, He's Quentin, Quentin Moore, yeah. He's yeah. the only heavyweight. Uh, yeah. His uncle, Giannis, won a state title back in the late 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so his coach from high school, I forget his name, but he called my mom, a messenger on Facebook, called her, and he said, I need to talk to him. And what he said was, is that you need to start wrestling freestyling Greco so you can get a little bit of offense going. Because at that point, it was more, let them take a shot, go behind. That was the only <laughs> thing I did in the state finals. Right. And I got one takedown. Um, so I met um, my freestyle coach, Chris Roach, and um, – from there, it was just, you know, we're going to freestyle practice every single day. We're weight training every day in Greco practice. And I put myself on this on this map of wrestlers I've never seen before. So I went to the freestyle Musaw State Greco tournament, took second in both. Probably would have won a freestyle if Joshua Terrell hadn't showed up that day. <laughs> but, uh, but he did. So uh, he showed up out of nowhere and uh, he won. Uh, but this year, I was able to get them both back. I went Greco and freestyle this year. But, uh, yeah, so that happened, and I went to Central Regionals, didn't place, um, and it was just like, okay, we got to keep putting in work. So I went to the Tulsa, Oklahoma duels, went 10-3, and three, and I'm thinking, you know, going to Fargo, okay, we're, we're one of the best people in the country. I know it. I have people telling me this. And I go to Fargo in the freestyle session, and I go 0-2, and, and I'm like, and whoa. And I all I could do at that point is think I, I took a train like 11, 12 hours here, and, and I came here. And I wrestled about three minutes, and I got pinned. I got texted, and I scored four points in the freestyle session. And, and I cried, to be honest. I cried for a long, long time. And it's one of those kind of canyon events that, that you just never forget. And knowing that, it was probably the most humbling situation I've ever been in. Because you got all these people telling me, hey, you're one of the best in the country. I beat kids from Arkansas, North Dakota. Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, art, like Alabama, all these places I beat kids. And I go and I lose to a New York and a Florida kid and back to back. And that was just so humbling. Um, and I ended up doing a little bit better in the Greco session, beating a pretty good kid from Colorado. And um, But just going home and knowing that I wasn't one of the best people, um, not even like top 16. Like I wasn't even close to placing. I went 0-2. And that just – after that, I took a little bit of a break. But after that, I just knew, okay, we got to start putting in more work than even before and more takedowns and more and more and more. And everything that summer, definitely, I would say, along with the bottom and top coaching that Coach Angel gave me, um, definitely gave me what it took to, I think, make the run I made this year. Mm-hmm. And, and what a run. I mean, to, to take third in the state and, and to – how your career, like I said before, has just been building and building and building. It's quite an accomplishment. And your team as as a whole has been on quite a run the last few years. Can you explain how that has taken place 
Um, for those that don't know me, Arthur Hill has struggled a little bit when it came to numbers and things like that. Always, always tough wrestlers there. But the last three or four years, you've seen a collection of really tough wrestlers and you started to see some of that team success. So can you describe how that all came about? Right. So freshman year, um, when I was on the team, it was actually um, it, w- it was a it was a pretty, pretty good team, I would say. And we had a lot of gritty refs. I would say that year we almost had a full lineup, actually. Just a very, very young team, a lot of freshmen and sophomores um, that really didn't know much about the sport. And the next year, COVID happened and we had six refs. We had eight wrestlers, two of which were backup heavyweights. So um, that year, we were very tough, very tough kids. I, I think we lost the the district, um, the district like semifinals, and everybody won the match. Just so many boys that we end up um, losing. So the next year, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm getting so much better, and I want to make a run at like a district title as long as we don't get Davidson. And, of course, who did we get? We got Davidson in the, in the district, <laughs> uh, back-to-back state champs. And I, So we got Davidson in the district. And I was like, you know, we can make it to the district finals. We can make it there. Uh, we probably just can't win. And that's just being honest. And uh, so as a team, we were like, okay, these kids, they don't know how to wrestle much. But Coach Angel is really good at teaching a kid who's never even seen anything wrestling remotely besides WWE and teaching them how to, like, actually wrestle. And one thing that we did is we just told so many people with the help of teammates like Melvin and just these nice work, really nice team. So we're just like, hey, just come around so you get to slam people. And just, just a pretty, you know, you get to slam people, you get to have a good time. We eat every Saturday as a team all day long. And uh, you get to watch other people slam people too. You just get to, like, really hurt people if you like. Um, and when my little brother joined the team, we got transferred from Bridgeport um, to come and because of something that happened over there. And he was a great guy on the team. And all these younger cats coming up. And uh, that year, I don't know what was in the water at Frankenmuth at the county tournament, but everybody, it seemed like, place. And I was just like, like, we had seniors who weren't even good, in my opinion, but just showing up. I was like, like, whoa, like, you took second? Like, everybody's in the finals. And then we look at the team points, and I want to say we took second or third or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were either runner ups or took third. Um, and I was just like, whoa. And I mean, that was crazy. Like from, from one Oh three to heavyweight, it seems like everybody was in the finals or third and fourth or fifth and sixth. Everybody wrestled. And I mean, that was great. And coach Angel, of course, won uh County coach of the year, which was amazing. And, um, just seeing that progression, that County was kind of the flip in the switch to be like, Hey, we're a really good team and we can really do some things and make it. And um, we just kept progressing, kept progressing. And we lost like three seniors, but the junior class that year was really stepping up to be that senior class next year. And this year we just kind of took off running and we didn't do how we wanted to and win districts, but uh, it was definitely a tough fight um, and some really, really good matches with me and my brother Malachi, some other seniors stepping up. And um, we just really believed in ourselves and keeping that same kind of fun mentality through it all. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's pretty cool, you had an opportunity to qualify for states with your brother, Michael, right? Right. Uh, and, and I was, you know, thinking back to the times where I coach, you know, I had an opportunity to coach the Shaner brothers. And, um, you know, at one point we had three Shaners 
at the state finals and wow. all three of them place. And it, it was pretty, it's a pretty unique situation when you have your brother there. So describe that to me. So, yeah. So my, my uh, junior year, uh, he actually came and watched the state tournament and I, he told my mom, she tells me all the time during the, during the walk, he's like, I got to be here next year. And um, if anybody asks, and to this day, I'll tell them, um, I love all my teammates. But the one I don't like in the room is my brother. That is, <laughs> out of all the people who I've had arguments with, I, I wouldn't say out of all the people, I've never argued with anybody else in the wrestling room besides my brother, Michael Baldwin. And that, like, in it, whenever there's an argument, I think we had, like, two or three this year. And thank God for Coach <laughs> Angel putting up with us because these were, like, some huge arguments, like, years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coach Angel put up with it. But one thing me and Michael knew is, you know, we're always in each other's corners no matter what happens. And um, at the regional tournament, um, you know, I, I made it through pretty smooth and won my first two matches and qualified for states. But he actually lost to a pretty good Heartland kid or, yeah, I think it was a Heartland kid um, who ended up, I want to say, taking mm, – I think he placed this year. But Michael, uh, he had this kid who he had lost to the week before, the Flushing kid. Um, and Flushing, there was a little bit of bad blood from the district uh, semifinals. It was almost a huge fight that broke out slightly because of Michael and his antics. But um, he had this kid, this kid who was a little bit better than the kid he beat at the district uh, semifinals. And he has this blood round match. And there are so many controversial calls. Coach Angel even gets a call back. He even gets a call called back for the first time in his coaching career. And um, so there are some controversial calls. But it comes down to Michael getting up in the ultimate tiebreaker. And the whole gym is like silent. If you're if you're wrestling, your referee has at this point stopped the match because you know the gym is silent and they don't know what's gonna happen in the next 30 seconds. And he slowly steps up and at like the blink of an eye hits this cartwheel and the entire gym goes crazy. <laughs> like the gym went absolutely nuts. And he'll tell you we have these awards and one of them is match of the year. He'll tell you that should be match of the year. I disagree, but we'll get on that a little bit later. Um <laughs> And uh, but yeah, the entire gym went crazy and just seeing because he 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 works really hard. One of the only people, in my opinion, who I know that works harder than me. I mean, we just went on a three mile job before this and he's probably going to practice later. And he's just a workhorse. And to see all of his work be put in probably one of the biggest sophomores at 165 in the country. And, um, you know, after he got off the mat, we were both in tears. Like, you know, we made it. We're the only people from the team that made it and we did it. And doing that grand march with, with him like side by side holding up that banner and it was a problem for us for our community for coach angel and especially for my mom she definitely cried a little <laughs> bit um because just two years ago or four years ago me and michael had no idea about wrestling and to see us both at four field together i mean we're the only people in our family to ever qualify in any sport besides our cousin reggie and the second on how he qualified for states and track but other than him Nobody has ever qualified for any any state tournament and uh, been at four field for anything and actually competed. And for so for it to be us too in a sport that is kind of foreign to our community was uh, just like amazing. And it, yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Now, one of the things I think sets you apart from a lot of um, athletes is that you're not only a great athlete in your arena, but you're also a great student. Right. Uh, you graduated valedictorian of your school. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And uh, you're going to the University of Michigan. Yes. Uh, describe like 
how you're able to put so much work in to be the best wrestler athlete you can be and also be the best student you can be. So a lot of people um, actually ask that question. They're like, how do you do it all? And I always tell them, well, school, well, I actually worked, had a good opportunity to work at Dow this year. But other than that, school is from seven to three. And practice is from three to five. If you focus on those things when they are happening, there's nothing stopping you from actually accomplishing whatever you need to accomplish. And if you want to be really good, practice probably a little bit after everybody gets done. But just like focusing on what is at hand, when it's at hand, and knowing that everything is going to come together for the good in the end is just what really kept me on track. And I'm not a big partier. I actually did not go to a party until after I graduated high school or the night of graduation. And uh, so um, my senior quote this year was do what others do what others won't so you can have what others don't. And there's a lot of things that I do that um, a lot of other people don't do. And just kind of, you know, making sure I'm good in both of those pedestals and making a way, even if wrestling didn't work out in academics was the one thing I've always wanted to do. That's awesome. You know, Michael B. Jordan has a very similar quote, so it's, it's kind of cool. That really? That. Yeah, um, I got it from my uh, my coach, Chris, Chris Rose. He's the one that told me about it last year. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's true. The extra work is, has paid off, and you're going to event. I've had a couple go to University of Michigan. I'm a Michigan State guy. Nah. I love I <laughs> the green and white. Right. Like I told people before, like, man, both schools are great. Michigan's a great school. I have a lot of great friends that, that have gotten their degrees from there. It's uh, the, the, one of those things, like, from a competitive standpoint, watching the sports, I could be a state fan, you know what I'm saying? But I, <laughs> I, I love seeing people pursue their dreams and have an opportunity to go to great schools, and Michigan's a great school. Right, right. So my last thing to you, what is your advice to other athletes when it comes to trying to achieve their goals, what they need to do? And also how coaches can do their job of managing personalities in the room to get the best out of them. Right. So um, to the first question, my advice to the athletes, I would say, you know, whatever, however hard you're working, and this is not to discourage you, but however hard you're working, somebody is out there working a little bit harder. Um, And that's just the truth. Like as hard as I'm working, I know that the number one heavyweight in the country last year, Jimmy Mullen, he's working way harder than I'm working. Um, and my goals and his goals aren't really the same. But still, he's working so much harder. So never think that the work you're doing is enough because somebody out there is bigger and stronger and faster and just ultimately better. But for some people, that's not the case. For some people, they are the guy that everybody's talking about. Like these people like Gable Steveson, who's my favorite wrestler of all time, and people like John Jones, like when they say somebody's bigger and stronger, I mean, that's just not true for those guys. They are that guy. So, <laughs> right. like, if you want to, like, if nobody can say to Gable Season, yeah, there's somebody out there bigger and stronger who's better at wrestling. And that's just not true. I mean, there, there is nobody bigger, stronger, faster. So if, if your goal is to be that guy and to be that world Olympic champion, um, then do that. But to put in the work, you're, you're going to have to put in the work and to see it. You know, it is so worth it in the end. Being on the podium was probably the best thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, being able to take a picture and take Coach Angel and Coach Angel take me and my brother to Fort Field along with my assistant coach, uh, Robert Thomas. And um, it was it was just it was great. So just putting in that work, 
and never um, forgetting that you need to believe in you. Always believe in you. There are going to be a lot of people who don't believe in you, but just make sure you believe in you in the end. And um, as far as coaches, you know, change different personalities, I would say this is a thing that a lot of wrestling coaches get wrong. So I hope wrestling coaches do want to listen to a high schooler on this one when they're out <laughs> listening. Um, but I'm just going to be honest. 80% of high school coaches or high school rooms that I went into are going about this entire thing wrong. This is not the 1980s where everybody's on the same page and just not talking. Everybody has different personalities. And I would say that's like the best attribute about Coach Angel is that he's not trying to hide your personality when you come in the room. Um, he's not trying to make you this robot, this guy. Whatever you come in with, like Arthur Hill, in my opinion, has just as much fun as we put in work. And uh, in some wrestling rooms, not going to name any, obviously, but in some wrestling <laughs> rooms, you go in there and it's like there's no music. Uh, coaches are telling you exactly what to do. Any question you have, it's really it's the only answer is it's because it's how it goes. and It's my way. There's no explanations. There's no kind of new things to work on. And I would say that's like what me and my brother and other wrestlers in the wrestling room thrive from is just being able to kind of do what you do best. And. For any coaches, you know, listening, I mean, Kale Sanderson himself, I got a chance to talk to Alex Facundo. And a lot of times when they go into practice, they're not doing much technique, um, but like as a team, not not much. For an hour and a half or an hour and a day, what they're doing is working on what they think they need to work on um, as wrestlers. And obviously for new wrestlers, that may be a little tough. But after the fundamentals, um, you know, I think it's important to keep the sport fun because wrestling is a tough, tough sport. It's a really tough sport, but keeping it fun is, I think, what a lot of coaches and teams can benefit from because that's what kept me coming back in the room every day. Not really so much at first that I love the sport, but I love my team. I love the coaches. I love the atmosphere. And then I got the love for the sport and the love for the team and the love for the sport. When you have both, it just makes every day seem like. I mean, I, you. when people say they wish they could go back, I think there's no way they would like to go back and practice. But if I could just have one more practice with the whole team before, like, a really big tournament, I, I would do anything for that at this point. Awesome. Well said, Lionel. You are a, you're a young man beyond your years. You're very mature, and I appreciate having you on the Coach T podcast. Thank and you. Good luck to you at the University of Michigan. It's going to be the one of the times I say it, go blue. <laughs> Go blue, yes, sir. <laughs> Take care, Lionel. Thank you, you too. You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.